previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, but you say, because you're minor leagues, you're allowed to have fun and do these crazy promotion nights and stuff like that. But seriously, was there ever a concern that this could blow up in your face? No, no, okay. because the, the Tony Kornheiser, the cheese arena, we're not going to do anything crazy. I mean, I suppose if 10,815 people say the cheeserie on Wednesday, <laughs> you know, that could be a problem. back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Jam freaking packed episode again. Holy cow. This is crazy. We've got so many things. We're going to tease a few things. We've got Chuck and Roxy fall cleaning. Some of these Roxy (laughs) didn't even know about. Football. NFL football. Totally snuck. And college. Snuck up on us. Uh Out of nowhere. Fantasy starts this week. So much going on with that, which football brings Bill Simmons and Guess the Lines podcast back. Now, the only reason I mention that is because Roxy likes the end of that podcast, which is... Parent Corner. Hopefully. I haven't listened to the whole episode yet. Hopefully, they're doing Parent Corner again it's this funny. year. Well, they've been threatening not to because <gasps> their kids are getting... They're not kids anymore. Oh, right. They're so, they're, both their kids are so old. Uh-oh. So I'm not sure. We'll see about that. It's so funny. I, I talk about the Bill Simmons podcast a lot on here. And I do love certain parts of it. Like, I love the rewatchables, which is right. a, like a little thing off the ringer. Yep. And this is my favorite time of the year, though, for his podcast, because they do guess the lines with Cousin Sal, and I love those. But the other stuff, I don't really get into. I wish he was more of a baseball talker. He's all into NBA. <laughs> yeah. He's all in NBA, and I hate it. We and are just... not. So that's good, though. It gives me a break from that podcast, and now I'm actually psyched about it again. Moving down the teaser list, Chuck has a new job, sort of. Yep. We have an ice cream preview. Yep. And we have La Cheeserie Night. Yep. So, so much going on. Jam-packed. Let's start right there. I think maybe we'll do the, uh, what do we call these, Chuck and Roxy talking points first. Then maybe we'll get into the emails uh, later on in the show. But we must start here this Wednesday, September 7th, La Cheeserie Night. Syracuse Mets, be there or be square. First pitch, 635. Be there at 530, though, if you want to catch Dan freaking Byrne live. Dan Byrne will be there performing all his songs before the game. So get there at 530. First of all, let's go back even further. Get there around 515, 520. Go up to the box office. What do you say? La Cheeserie. La Cheeserie. That's all you have to do is use the code, say La Cheeserie. It gets you a free, that's right, we said free ticket too, the Syracuse Mets game, and it's they're good seats. Yeah. These aren't like nosebleed free no. tickets. I think they they're in they the, hun- the one hundred section. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what that means. I've never been to that stadium. Speaking of, we're trying, we're hoping, and it could happen. <laughs> That's all we could say at this point. <laughs> Chuck here is still running it. Look, we, I'm starting my new show this week. I have rehearsals. Yeah. Some things got pushed around. It was so funny. I had a conflict because I had to be back first thing Thursday. That probably got canceled. So I was like, oh, we can make this happen. Then I literally got an email saying from the other conflict in the afternoon saying, can we push it up? And I'm like, "Eh, not if I'm driving back from Syracuse. I don't think I'm going to make it. So we're not sure what's going to happen yet. It'll be a surprise. At this point, it'll be a surprise. Even to us. I'd love to say Chuck and Roxy will be there. We are trying our darndest. We really want to meet Jake and Jason so badly because they sound... Oh, well, of course. And Dan, yeah, well, we have never met Dan, but we've, we've yeah, that's true. Wait, that's, that's a good point, Roxy. Definitely. We want to meet Dan Byrne. So, yeah, there's just a lot going on. We're going to try our best, but we wanted to get that out there first. However, a couple quick talking points about La Cheeserie Night. First of all, I think we mentioned on the last episode, Dan Byrne wrote a song for the Syracuse Mets. Mm-hmm. Now, as Roxy liked to say, we scooped the big show with the great zucchini, which I still don't you think that's true. You snooze, you lose, pal. Right. Well, 
so they sent us the copy of the song. Yeah. However, I didn't get permission from Dan yet to play it. And I told them they're probably going to play it on the big show. So that's mm-hmm. the hope. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to let them dro- that for, I told them if they don't play it on the big show, we will play it for sure. Absolutely. But however, in honor of La Cheeserie Night, Tony Beeson wrote in. So I thought in honor of La Cheeserie Night, I would attempt to do the famous charge at baseball games on my piano. I have a piano. I don't play the piano. I don't have an organ either, so that would have been better. But anyway, so I've been watching a lot of videos. I don't know. I'm going to do the best I can. All right. So thank you, Tony Beeson, for that. And again, we wish everyone involved in La Cheeserie Night out in Syracuse so well. And I hope everything goes fantastic. Okay, next, let's get to the football sneaking up on us. This came right. out of nowhere. I was, I, I got to call Tiny Chuck. I don't even know if we're doing the Upset Your Special picks? podcast. <gasps> we, have, we haven't even talked about that. We have to do our picks, all that stuff. But most importantly, tonight on Monday, Labor Day, a holiday. September 5th. September 5th. A holiday. We're doing a fantasy draft. I don't even know if we're going to be there for it. We're going to try. That's our Loyal Littles podcast fantasy football draft is tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what time. 8? 7.30? 7.30? I think it's 7.30. We'll have to look it up. Sorry, Smitty Scoop. We- our brains are a little fried. Yeah. And then on La Cheeserie Night, September 7th, is the Loyal Littles fantasy football league mm-hmm. draft so there's the loyal littles podcast which is tonight which is tonight and then the loyal littles hosted by sully from boston and that is on wednesday night right right mm-hmm. right, right, right so they're totally different leagues too they're nothing like ours is a guillotine league you could be out in the first week and who knows and then the other ones the fantasy you actually football. put more thought into it yeah I think. well i don't know if it's more thought but it's head to head so mm-hmm. you got to get into that stuff so all right so we've covered all those bases now we have some uh, you know, touch base. My job, it's just cheek to cheek again. They're not bring- just. Well, they're bringing it back. Yes, So they it's are. not really a new job, but it's my first job since it's I left my other job. job. It's my It's a new old job. Yeah. But I'm looking very forward to it. Very excited about that. I can't wait that. to see you drum. Yeah. And it's going to be through October here in the city. So if you're in the city, let us know. Chuck has been told that he's very charismatic. Apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been told by some older women. <laughs> Now, Ed Butt, before you write in, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but all right, let's move on. What else do we have here? Now, Chuck and Roxy, we kind of did some fall cleaning, I guess. Is Well, we started to. I can now stand next to my bed. Okay. My side of the bed, I should say. Right. Yes. So that's very exciting. Okay. I threw out one full garbage bag and I'm, I've am i got a lot more to go through. So. Yeah. And so I started cleaning up what I call the podcast area of the apartment going through <laughs> really? stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I went through the bin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I found some fun things. And I found over the course of the last year and a half, some littles have sent us some really fun things. Yeah. And some of them, a lot of times when we interview them and we talk about something like if they're book or something, they'll send us a copy. And I found Monks Love the Curveball, which is their poems by Adam Jameson. Right. So I thought that would be fun. We should do this more often, actually. And I really like this one. So I'm going to read. It's called Double Play by Adam Jameson. Weak grounder to third. Runner on third waits for the throw to first. O'Hara fires a dart to first. The dugout screams four. Dawson throws a low liner home. Cole is up the line a foot or two, just like I taught him. He's crouched low, ready to deliver punishment to anyone trying to score. Through the dust and crowd, I hear the ump yelling for Cole to show him the ball. I turn to spit tobacco juice 
and the roar of our fans tells me what I already know. Ooh, got him. So. Got him. Just throwing that out there. I mean, we should do this more often, Roxy. These That's littles fun. are really nice, and they send us some of their stuff that they do. I was visualizing that whole scenario in my head. Good job reading, Chuck. Yeah, monks love the curveball. Adam Jameson, mm-hmm. you, I, I know you can get that on Amazon and a couple other places. I guess we're doing all our talking points. Nice. So this came up last time. I think we should save the ice cream for last. Okay. We have an ice cream review. Yes. But it's not what you think. No. So... First, we wanted to, this was funny, not this episode, the previous episode, we delayed recording till very late at night for a very specific reason, because it was Friday. And what had happened, and it wasn't because of the Friday Five, we swear, it was because the new episodes of Sprung and She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, had aired their new episodes. So we thought, oh, that'll be fun. So we delayed, (laughs) we recorded like at midnight because of this, okay? (laughs) We did the entire episode, and if you remember, Littles, what was lacking in last week's episode? There was no talk about it. We completely forgot about yeah. it. So we had so much other stuff to talk about. We specifically held off recording so that we can watch them and catch up so that we can talk about them on the recording and give you a little review review of it. And then we didn't do we it. We completely forgot. We're Well, Chuck's an idiot. Like we, we jumped from the couch to the recording table. To record the episode record by the, the time episode, we got there. And it just somewhere between the five to eight steps it took from the couch to get to the table it just completely fell out of our heads it just went away yeah so anyway so we have a minor update we're just watching both they're both yeah. good our friend josh is on she hulk she hulk mm-hmm. and it's he's now getting more into the episodes yep. he's got a much more prominent you know yeah. he wasn't in the first episode yeah. now he's been in all he's the other so ones. good he's so good and it's interesting I, i'm mm-hmm. still not sold on the whole series as a concept but we all know where I am with Marvel and I, you know, but I'm just proud of us for giving it a chance. Yeah. I definitely had a moment where I had to remind myself, oh, right. This is a different world from the world we live in. This is a world that is aware of superheroes. It's weird. Like muggle people know superheroes exist and are like, they live amongst them. And I have to remind myself of that. This isn't New York City present day, like right now in the moment where we are the world we currently live in. Right. But Roxy, the thing that's annoying to me is it's very slim pickens when that happens it's like they go on 15 minutes in a normal world and then all of a sudden they drop in there oh yeah we know they exist yeah we know you're a su- and right it's weird right. to me i don't know right. that's what bothers me however i will say sprung uh-huh we're enjoying that oh i love it i mean it I is love cute it. i don't love it as much as i love some of his other shows okay that's all i'm gonna say but it is very enjoyable i'm mm-hmm. enjoying it what i particularly enjoyed the last episode and roxy didn't even get this they did have a Natty Bow reference, which was fantastic. They did, and I looked at you. And I didn't even, again, I thought it was from <laughs> a thing to do with Cincinnati, and I just thought that was hilarious, uh-huh. and now I know the re- what the proper reference is, and he threw one in there, and I thought that was really great, but a lot of times, uh, Littles, if you're watching the show, you got to make sure you watch the credits. Yeah. It's one of those things where, mm-hmm. and I think with Hulk too, right? It She-Hulk? is. She-Hulk? Yep. Yeah, She-Hulk does the same thing. you got to watch the whole Thing. You because can't there just, are little extras. There's little extras and little things. And in the credits of Sprung, they had the cast recording of Escape from Margaritaville. They had a uh, oh, cheeseburgers yeah. uh-huh. song playing and they're like rocking out to it in a car and, or the truck. And it was just hilarious because it was the cast recording yes. from the Broadway show. Yes. Which Greg Garcia wrote the book for. Yes. I'm sure you all littles remember that because Tony was plugging circle. it left and right. Yeah. It all comes full circle. All right. Then real quick. And then we have to get out of here. Ice cream. Yeah. Okay. So we Real have been quick, looking. I got bullet points here. Okay. Well, we but we've been looking everywhere, Littles, for Tillamook ice cream. Yeah. Okay. We've been looking everywhere. Can't find it. Nope. Can't find it anywhere. So, Chuck happened to be in Target yesterday, <laughs> and I had to do like a double, triple take. It was so free 
that I actually took one out, went to the price scanner, and made sure that it was actually the price that they were advertising before I got up to the counter and it was going to be messy. And yeah. that was Ben and Jerry's. Yes. Now, I know a lot of people probably don't like Ben and Jerry's. We do we enjoy do. certain flavors, mm-hmm. okay? And we always get the same thing usually. American Dream. You like American Dream. I like American Dream too. But I will go to the fish food yep. occasionally because I like that too. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, those are our go-tos. Actually, American Dream is our go-to because this way we share it. Yep. We don't feel like such pigs by eating a whole thing by ourselves. <laughs> I've done that many times. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how we roll. Okay. Yeah. Well, yesterday I was shopping and I saw a sign. It's at three ninety nine. I was like three ninety nine. This is New York City. I know for ben I and remember Jerry's. when it was three ninety nine in two thousand and three because I remember it went up to four twenty five or something like that. And I was like, who's going to pay four twenty five for a thing of ice cream? <laughs> and now it's like eight ninety nine. Yeah, in some places, right? <laughs> so I was just shocked. I was like three ninety nine. So, but they didn't have American Cone Dream. They didn't have fish food. But I thought, you know what? To celebrate two thousand three prices, I was like, this would be the perfect opportunity to try some new flavors. Yes. Okay. So Chuck, I just randomly grabbed. I did read the stuff that's in them, thinking like, I wonder if this will be any mm-hmm. good or not. Mm-hmm. And so I picked three. We're going to do one now and yep. then we'll do the other ones, I guess, when we eat them. But yeah. it was called Glampfire Trail Mix. Now let's start here. Wait, Glampfire. I thought it was Campfire. Right. That's no, what I wrote. It's Glampfire. G-L-A-M-P-F-I. Oh, Unless it's a misprint on the tub of ice it. cream. Glampfire Trail Mix. I'd never heard of it. It's chocolate ice cream, which is kind of eh, first of all, because I'm more of a vanilla guy, mm-hmm. but it sounded good. Chocolate ice cream with crunchy pretzel swirls, marshmallow swirls, and fudge-covered almonds. Now, that's what it says on the label. Yeah. Roxy's got some talking points. Okay. One, not the biggest fan of chocolate ice cream. Two, needs more marshmallow. Three, would prefer bigger pretzel pieces. What is a pretzel swirl, and why would you want that? Four, fudge-covered almonds are interesting but could do without them. Five, I was expecting more of a s'mores situation because of the campfire, but I guess this tracks with the trail mix. Now I'm realizing it's glamp fire, whatever that means. And then the last one, I think six, is I give this flavor three trees. Out of what? Five. Out of five? Yeah. Okay, I was going out of ten. Oh, I Maybe didn't... we should go spoons. <laughs> we should say spoons. spoons. <laughs> I was trying to well, I guess if you use a cone. start bringing it into the holiday season. Which okay, but I was thinking it's ice quickly cream. Quickly so approaching. Maybe we should go cones. Okay. Ice cream cones. Three cones. Three cones out of five? I guess I thought it was out of five. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Because we ate it, yeah. so it okay, couldn't have been that it. bad. Yeah, well, that's true. Right. All right, so if you're going to go, I'm going to go two and a half then, because I don't think I liked it quite as much as you. Yeah, I was a little generous. Um, I was going to go 50-50, uh-huh. so I guess that's two and a half. Right. Two and a half cones. Right. Why would you want pretzel swirls? Yeah. Like, overall, what's a pretzel well, swirl? Just I'm also give me not chunks. a chocolate person overall, but Yeah, it was do, very rich. Yeah, it was very rich. I that's, didn't think yeah. we were going to finish it. Yeah. Oh, we finished it. We did. There's no problems there. <laughs> so anyway, those are our Chuck and Roxy talking points. So yeah. much. I told you, jam-packed. We just got through all of that. We will get to your emails, we promise. But right now, we got to get out of here because it is now time to... Meet the Little. This is Dave Spector from Bells Up Winery. While our hosts take a quick break, wouldn't it be a good time to pour yourself a nice glass of Pinot Noir? I mean, Chuck and Roxy are probably enjoying one themselves right now, so why shouldn't you? Okay, now back to the Loyal Little Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. That I'm walking won't take me there without you beside me. The 
keeps going nowhere You're the light that guides me through my darkest day As long as I've got a shadow, you got shade So dance real close to me And hold me tight We are being played in this episode by the Don Mueller Band. And this song is called Shadow and Shade, and it's off their album Chattanooga Bound. Now, if you like what you hear, the best place to find all of their music is over on iTunes. Just search Don Mueller. That's D-O-N-M-E-A-L-E-R. And as always, we'll play the full song, Shadow and Shade, at the end of the podcast. Long as there's tomorrow and give and take As long as there's forgiveness and making mistakes As long as there's forever and the plans that we make As long as I've got a shadow, you've got shade So dance real close to me all right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to... Meet the littles. And Roxy, another fun one, interesting one, because he did sort of fill out the form. Yep. Please welcome to the podcast, Andy Schatz. Hey, Andy, how's it going? Hi, nice to see you. Nice to Almost. see you. Nice to hear you. <laughs> hear you. Well, you can kind of see us. Sometimes we use video, sometimes we don't. Now, this is interesting, but we're going to let you take it over. You've listened to many of our episodes, which we're very grateful for. Take a second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Yes, I'm Andy Schatz. I live in Hagerstown, Maryland. I am the editor of a daily newspaper, the Frederick News Post in neighboring Frederick County. I grew up on Long Island, went to school at the State University of New York at Albany. So I know some of the New York references that Chuck will bring up occasionally. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a good start because when you first came on, I don't know why the name sounded so familiar and you were like, well, I don't know why I don't pipe up in the chat rooms or anything like that. Now it's starting to maybe. All right. So I don't know how old you are. Would you mind revealing like when did you go to SUNY Albany and stuff? This is too funny. Your first question is how old are you? Usually that's the (laughs) question you work at the end. (laughs) Well, but I cleverly got around it by just asking when you went to college. That doesn't mean really technically how old you are. I mean, I know we can do some math here, but. I totally see through that question because I've used that before. Oh, so what year did you do the following where you would have been 21? Right. I I understand that technique. What year did you start Uh, drinking? No, right. I am 52 and I graduated from uh, State University of New York at Albany, now known as the University at Albany Mm -hmm. in 1992. 1992. Okay. Well, because I I know there's no way we ran into each other, but I used to rehearse up there all the time for the Empire State Youth Orchestra and the percussion ensemble and stuff like that. We would rehearse at your university because Richard L. Bagley was one of the music professors there. Uh, He was the drum teacher up there. And so I know the university and I know that oval that I would park on all the time out in front of the dorms. But I don't know. I haven't made the connection yet. Now, the interesting thing is, well, let's see. So you grew up on Long Island. Yes. Okay, so that clears up some things for Chuck here, because on your form, which, like I said, you did fill out a little bit, you said you do want to talk about, let me get this right. Let me let me do the quote (laughs) just so I don't screw this up like everything else. It says, yes, I would like to talk about New York State, the best state. 
Okay. So we'll let you do that in a second. But my confusion was because then I saw the phone number and I knew you were in Maryland. So I was like, oh, okay. Grew up in Long Island, went to college, but then you went to Maryland. All right. Well, let's talk about New York. Let's start there because that's where you grew up. Why is New York such a great state? I mean, we're not saying we disagree or anything, but (laughs) I was, well, I just put that in there kind of as a goof because I know that we have a lot of New York connections. Some of the things that you've mentioned, I know, for example, you talked about Crossgates Mall. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. I worked at a weekly newspaper in Albany County called the Altamont Enterprise right out of college for eight years. And the town that I covered was Gilderland, which was where Crossgates Mall sure. is. And I covered a lot of stuff about the mall, expansion plans, but going there and doing features and so forth. That was a, the big commercial piece of my beat. Oh, nice. Okay. So I assume you went to school. Now, did you go to school anywhere near where Tony went? Yes. Where so I, my hometown is West Islip. Okay. Uh, Islip Airport. People might know if you fly anywhere in the area outside the New York City area, you might end up there. Um, we have a lot of claims to fame. I'm trying to remember who mentioned on the show Al Order, a famous discus, was from West Islip. He used to practice in the li- at the library near my high school. <laughs> saw him. I don't know. We have various claims to fame. But right. that's uh, on the South Shore, Western Suffolk County. So I grew up there, went to high school there gotcha. until I went to Albany in 1988. Okay. And so what was your major? Was it journalism? No. My school had a journalism minor, but mm. I didn't take that. I took two journalism classes. I have a business degree. Oh. And it's sitting in the white envelope that it was mailed <laughs> to me in because I will never use it. While I was trying to get a degree in a subject I really didn't care about, I was also working at the school newspaper, which was the only independent newspaper in the SUNY system. We published twice a week, every week. And so we would stay up all night, every Monday night and Thursday night to put out the Tuesday and Friday papers. That's where... I learned what I wanted to do and developed a passion for a career. And so right then is what I knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Wow. Wow. That's so interesting. I had a very similar, I've told the story before about my high school having a journalism class and I just loved it. And I knew, and I always say, if I redid things, Mm -hmm. I would definitely have gone in that direction, Mm -hmm. especially now that I know with talk radio and things like that, where, you know, we were lucky enough to have Phil the show killer on recently and he was going into how he was told that advice very young, like, oh, if you want to talk on the radio, you have to have a journalism degree, mm-hmm. which at the time when I was in high school made no sense to me because I'm like, well, that has nothing to do with writing and I'm a terrible writer. So why would I, that's what kind of deterred me in another direction. Yeah. And I, like you, have a music education degree, which is still in an envelope somewhere that I've not <laughs> used one day. I mean, sort of. I like to say I sort of used it because I since and later in life have directed and choreographed yeah, a bunch of shows. the skills have been put to use, but not the, in the way not that the degree. The degree, the skills. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, you know, as an education major, you take these classroom management mm-hmm. classes, you know, how to teach and how to like, you know, those kind of things. So and that kind of filters over into what we do. Right. You know, in live theater and stuff like that. So. That's interesting. All right. Well, so I only almost hesitate to ask, but we're going to do it anyway. Where's your fandom lie? What's your favorite sports? What's your favorite teams? Okay. So this is, there's a bit of a problem here and I don't like to really be very vocal about it where I live in the, in the capital, but I'll, I'll skip to that problematic one at the end. So okay. I'm a New Yorker growing up. You were either Yankees or Mets, even though the Mets were closer. Yankees were my team and they still are. So Knicks for basketball in college football and college basketball, my father grew up in Syracuse and graduated from Syracuse University. So I became a Syracuse fan. 
when I was interested in hockey, it was the Islanders, which was very timely. That's when they won their four yep. Stanley Cups in a row. So all that's good. The problem is football. And you'd say, oh, Giants or Jets? Well, I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh. And people say, well, how does that happen? And I, I don't even have a good answer for that. The only thing I can remember was around 77, they're in the Super Bowl, and I saw them in the Super Bowl and said, oh, they look cool. And said, that'll What's be my star? team. That's it's the star. I'm telling you, man, it's something about the star. I- there's there's the star. There's the silver and gold. There's Tom Landry. Yeah. I don't know. Big celebrity, big name. It's not a good reason, though, to become a fan of, oh, they're the best team. They're in Super Bowls. I think I'll root for them. But I will say that I have stuck with them. So once I become a fan of a team, I never drop it. Okay. And we okay. had leading years. When I was in college, I was wearing my Dallas Cowboys hat on campus when it was the team was one in 15. So I didn't give up then, and they've come back around. Well, and the Giants also, didn't they do their summer workouts up at SUNY Albany then? Yes, they did. I wrote about that. There was a contract there. I was in school when they came, and there were questions, well, what's the school going to be paying them or charging them, actually? And it was very secretive. Nobody wanted to get into that. It was all just celebrate the economy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Giants, I am totally with you on, I call them the New Jersey Giants, yes. the New Jersey Giants. Amazing. This is that's what I was going to say when you said, why, how can it not be New Jersey? Or you said, you know, the Giants and Jets. I'm like, well, that's an easy answer. Now, you haven't brought up the only New York team yet. Now, I know you're a Cowboys fan. That's fun. But yes, the Bills. Are you not a Buffalo? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, obviously not, especially when you won two Super Bowls against them in the early 90s. Yeah, but. That, I mean, Buffalo was technically part of New York State. But when you're from Long Island, you don't really. It's so, it feels so far. It's like a whole other country. It's so far away. Yeah. It's basically almost Canada. So it is. It is. (laughs) Canadians can root for them. (laughs) I just thought that technically they're part of New York. Yeah. That's like me with the New Jersey thing. That's funny. Okay. But yeah, no, I get it. I was the same way. I didn't last as nearly as long as you did. I just the star when I was a kid growing up. Your brother too, right? Yep. Roxy? Yeah, yep. same thing. We just, yeah, now he's a diehard Patriots fan. As yeah. Is she, yeah. You know, uh, full disclosure, she's sitting here in a Tom Brady's Patriot jersey. I know, and I was thinking yesterday, I really should maybe get a Mac Jones. Yeah, you need something. something. I don't know. I just think it's funny. Well, well, so, does, so if you're a Tom Brady's Patriots fan, are you a Tom Brady Buccaneers fan or do you just... Okay, so I was kind of rooting for him that first year he moved. The Super Bowl year. The Super Bowl year. You don't have a dog in the race. Right. But I do have to say the whole whole retiring and unretiring thing. I know Gronk did it too, but I'm sorry. Just get out and stay out. Make a decision. And it's okay if you want to keep playing, but don't say you're going to retire when a month later you're going to take it back. I'm not like a Tom Brady fan, but. I do appreciate his talent and the things that he's done to keep himself in the game as long as he has. So, yeah, I would say I'm still definitely more a Patriots fan. Oh, sure. The whole idea of who you root for. I mean, it's like they're representing your community or your state or whatever. But I think about the Jerry Seinfeld line, you're basically rooting for laundry because people will come and go. And yeah. So yeah. Now the guy that you hate, is suddenly on your team and do you root for them? I couldn't do that. I remember when Johnny Damon joined the Yankees, there's no way I'm rooting for Johnny Damon. <laughs> well, yeah, when he joined, there was no way I was rooting for him anymore. Yeah, so you are an idiot. <laughs> How do you feel about Ben Attendee now then? Um, 
I'm in fantasy football leagues and I, the only rule that I have in baseball is that I will never draft anybody who's been on the Red Sox. <laughs> I just, I can't do it. Really? Um, it so you're telling me job. in the third, fourth round, if Mookie Betts is still available for now, he plays for the Dodgers, but because he played for the Red Sox, you ain't drafting him. If he's the last player on the last round, well, I we, will not draft. We know that's not happening, but hmm. that's very interesting because I'm that's kind of hardcore. The, I'm the other way. Now, as we know, our my beloved Red Sox suck this year. Yes. But yeah. so I have to be honest, a couple weeks ago, we were playing Toronto and Jackie got picked up after we released him. Yeah. And he crushed us a few times. And I was like, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I really was. Now, mind you, if we were in a pennant race and like one game behind the Yankees, right. I would have been throwing things, mm-hmm. of course. But I mean, the fact that it didn't really matter to us, those games, but I was actually kind of rooting for him because I was a little upset. You know, I mean, it was just I was just... very upset we lost him. But I also am curious if because he was not and hasn't been a very good hitter. No, I know. For, I understand why at least for the Red Sox. So I'm hoping that maybe being on a different team, he's found yep. a home that sometimes could, a new I don't know, yeah. a fresh start yeah. that gets him yeah. gets his back going. And because he's an incredible player. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Defense. One of the best outfield so, defenses, you know, we had. Yeah. And so that's what I mean. So I, it was just funny that you made that comment that you won't root for them. And I was like, sometimes, you know, again, like I said, if we were in a pennant race mm-hmm. and the stakes were higher, I might have been really mad. But because it didn't matter and it was just nice to see him doing well yeah. in Fenway Park. And it was But just, Chuck you know. here, I'm sure he said this on the podcast before, but he is a baseball fan first, yes. then a Red yeah. Sox fan. Then a Red so Sox he fan. was at Jeter's 3000. Sure, of course. He was... Right there for some big events well, at one of the one stadium I'm... even though the yankees are terrible in our <laughs> well no the one i'm so <laughs> mad it was a wednesday day game and uh-huh. i normally had nothing to do i almost went up i was like ah whatever i forget who they're playing and it was it was when judge broke the rookie yeah. home run record mm-hmm. and i could have right. been there for that game and i was so angry i missed it yeah i, I hate judge you know <laughs> i'm the one that wants to bring a sign because he strikes out so many times i want to be like please be seated that's the sign i want because <laughs> that's what they every Everyone's like, all rise. I'm like, no, no, please be seated. <laughs> please be seated. He struck out again. Now, of course, this year, that's a totally different story. Totally He's different a monster. Story, yeah. You know, yeah. It's and well we knew and that, we knew but. that he had the potential to be an incredible player. Yeah, so. absolutely. But it just uh, cracked me so up. So there's the respect there, but yeah. also, oh, we don't like them. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, well, they're right. Good. So we'll see. We're well, kind of playing for the, the O's now. Yeah, but. yeah. I have the same rule in football, too, that I refuse to pick up a Washington or New Jersey player when I draft but I also have just really diminished in my attachment to sports in general like I kind of watch now actually a lot of it is through fantasy that I pay attention yeah Mm -hmm. I don't get a chance to watch as much anymore but as a result of that the level of adversary feelings about opponents like I don't hate any Red Sox now I don't really care as much like I'll just watch it and I think that helps me become more of a fan of the sport, uh-huh. too. That's a good point. I will say things changed for me when I started playing fantasy baseball, which I don't anymore because it's just too intense for me. It was too every day. Yeah. You know, the pitchers. And I know they say, oh, you only have to set it at the... Be-. No, it's not true. If you really want to do well, you have to <laughs> monitor it every freaking day. But it did change my... Because I had a lot of West Coast players, so I'm staying up till like two in the morning watching some of these Padre <laughs> Giants games yeah. just to see how my guys are doing. And, and it was actually fun to actually have an interest in other... Mm-hmm players besides mm-hmm. Red Sox and American League East players, I'll say, or even just American League players. Okay, but. so here's a question, though. So I'm sorry if you just said this, but does this go for the Nats, 
to because Chuck here also, because he's such a fan of yeah. TK, he kind of has adopted the Nationals as his National, National League, League team. team that he follows because you hear so much of him on the podcast. Yeah. So where do you fall with that? Yeah. Are you a Nats fan? I would say that when the Nationals came here, I just really liked the idea that baseball was coming back to Washington. It was so important. So I kind of adopted the Nats as a second favorite team. That didn't really last very long. I root for them. I hope they do well. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm rooting for the Orioles to do well, too. Mm -hmm. There's been a a lot of suffering here. I don't care if they're a rival of the Yankees. I just think it's a nice story. Well, they haven't really been a rival. That's the thing. So you can root for them. Now, if it kids, you know, if you're... Game seven in the American League Championship, you're going to have a different <laughs> attitude, I bet. But, you know, they haven't really been, like you said, they haven't been good in They're so long. And it's, it's such a good story. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it's so funny doing this podcast. We have so many, quote, littles, friends, whatever, you know, that we've, quote, met that are diehard Oriole fans. And it's just and so, so we great. we think of them when they win. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Tiny Chuck, one of our third wheels. I mean, he's a diehard or he's been an O's fan since the day I met him. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's yeah. rough to watch your friends suffer like that. <laughs> And so it's nice to see them doing pretty well. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I know they're not there yet, but I think it was someone on the big show the other day said they're actually a year ahead of themselves as far as the rebuild. So that's good. I was very right. happy the other night or last week, whenever it was, when they beat the Astros. <laughs> we have some Astro listeners. Here. I know. Sorry, all you fans. Sorry, but... Mary Faye. Call it out. I mean, ever since the whole scandal and then whatever. Well, you know, the Red Sox have a little bit of Everyone a scandal. Everyone has scandal, but yeah, I just so think it's funny that I can now call them the ass Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> on that note, listen, Andy, we've been going on and on here. We're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is Rick Sharp, and you're listening to the Little Littles Podcast from the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we are so thankful to have Andy Schatz here. And I have so many more questions, but we didn't even get into stuff like how you got into TK and stuff. We'll go there in a second, but how did you get down to Maryland? We never got there. So you graduated college. Did you get a job down there? I graduated college, and a month before I graduated, I started working for a weekly newspaper in Albany County, and I was a sports reporter for 10 hours a week. I remember the first game I was sent to was a high school girls softball game. And I thought that sports would be my career because that's what I covered in college. That's what I was a big fan of. But I'd say within about three months, a full-time job opened at the newspaper and it was covering the largest municipality in our coverage area. The town of Gilderland was about 30,000 people at the time. And editor said, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, okay. He said, do you have any experience? I kind of said, oh, I think I covered student government a little bit, which meant I covered one meeting. So I didn't really know what I was doing, but I tried it and I loved it. I love covering government. I love covering politics. It's so important, the watchdog role of even at small government level, Mm -hmm. nobody's paying attention, who's spending what money, Mm -hmm. what is going on. Nobody will know if the local newspaper is not there. So I got that full-time job and I ended up staying at that newspaper as a reporter and then over time becoming co-editor. I was there for eight years until 2000. And then I moved to Hagerstown, Maryland in 2000 to work as a reporter at a daily newspaper here, the Herald Mail. And it was kind of on a lark. I wasn't really eager to move. And I just threw out some applications just to get myself in the practice of trying. And I heard from one of them, they said, we're kind of interested. When can you come for an interview? Well, I I didn't even know where Hagerstown was. I've never been there. (laughs) But 
this is, you know, I love coincidences. This was a coincidence. Uh, it just so happened to be that I would, I was going to be in Winchester, Virginia, like a few weeks later, because my sister was graduating from Shenandoah University. Oh. So it was, I think it was the day after she graduated, I went for an interview and I was hired and I was living in Hagerstown a month later. It, it wow. just all happened very quickly and unexpected. Wow. That's amazing. That just, your life just turned upside down like that. That's so funny. <laughs> Wow. It did. So I've been here for 22 years and I've worked at the newspaper for 13 years, which is really unusual in journalism to have two jobs for 21 years. But since then, I've bounced around a little bit because I've run into two jobs where my job was cut with corporate ownership. Oh. And then you kind of understand what the economics are like these days. And so I think I've had six jobs since I left the Herald Mail in 2012. Oh, wow. But they've all been down there. Yep. All been down there. I call it my one Maryland tour because I keep going to different communities and learning right. them. And then coming back, I've now been in three different newsrooms twice. Wow. Oh. All right. Well, this might tie in then. So now how did you start listening to Tony? How'd you become a little? I remember reading Tony Kornheiser in the Washington Post. I like to do certain things according to habit and method. And I would read the Washington Post in a certain way, like beginning to end, but I would save a couple of things for the end. There was a comics near the ends. There was Tony Kornheiser's column and there was Gene Weingarten in the magazine. I liked all three of those things. Hmm. So I was a, a regular reader and I don't remember at what point I like kind of faded away, but then came back when I heard that he had his, I think I was listening with the radio show. Mm -hmm. And then I've listened to every episode of the podcast. I became a real fan. It was helpful for me when I lost my job and I was at home. It was like a studying thing that I could yeah. look forward to every day. So yeah. I enjoy when people write in and tell them what he's meant to them. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't have a sappy story about that, but I do like value it that it was kind of a regular thing when I needed it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. We started dating. Yeah. And so it's now like 2013 and the summer hit. Uh huh. And she's like, what is your problem? You're like, you're moping around. You know, but I'm like, there's no Tony. There's no Tony's I'm on like, the break. I'm sorry. Yeah. Another thing I had to get used to. No, but it's true. You get used to it. You have a, a process, a you know, routine, whatever you want to yeah. call it. And right. every day, whether it's a commute or whatever. And for me, it wasn't even a commute. It was just, I just look forward to hearing the voices every day. And that's why we're so fortunate. I'm so thankful that we've gotten to interview some of the bigs. Yeah. Because we miss their voices so much mm -hmm. on the big show. And hopefully, that'll come back. I know it's like a completely different show now and it's fine. I still listen, but I just miss their voice. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed his writing. I, you know, his, his style of satire and a little mm -hmm. bit of snark and it felt very much familiar. Maybe it's because he's a Long Islander. Maybe it's New York thing. Maybe it's a Northeast thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I kind of, it clicks for me the way that he, his take on things. I enjoy how he has a lot of knowledge or at least some knowledge about a lot of things. Yeah. And you no, know, when he the music stuff that he knows, the movie oh, stuff right? that he knows, yeah. it's just amazing how he can roll that off after having a career that's based on knowing so much about sports. And obviously he knows not just stats, but how things matter and how they tie into society. But there's a range. So when I tell people it's it's a show by a former sports writer, but it's not really that. Right. You have, to, you have to really be a fan and listen to it enough to get all of those aspects to it. Yeah. And I enjoy when he has Long Island references. Uh -huh. Oh, sure. Oh, and I just, here's a, you know, I tell you that I like coincidences. I'm part of a journalism organization, the Society of Professional Journalists. And at one point, I served on the board of the Washington, D.C. chapter. 
and one of the other members of the board had the last name Schatz or pronounced Schatz, but spelled differently. I'm S-C-H-O-T-Z. He's S-C-H-A-T-Z. So we were friends, but it turns out he's a childhood friend of Tony's. And he got Tony to appear at a session we were doing. And I think he mentioned, his his name was Willie. He mentioned Willie on the air one time. Small world. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I was telling the story a couple of weeks ago I think I told this on the podcast where I was playing softball with someone and the same kind of thing happened. The podcast came up and I was like, oh, you're not going to be interested. He's like, well, what's it about? I'm like, well, all right, let's start here. Do you even know who Tony Corn? He's like, yeah, I went to high- he-, he went to my high school. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> he's like, well, I went to his high school, essentially. Right. Because he's much younger. And I said he was like, I was like, what? So, I mean, you know, so you just never know where the connection's going to be. But yeah, he wasn't a little, though. He didn't listen to the, his mm. podcast and stuff, but he definitely knew who he was mm-hmm. and obviously and stuff. Well, listen, Andy, this has been great. We're almost out of time, though. Uh, we, we have some fun, dumb questions for you, though. Is that OK? Yes, that's fine. All right. Who would play you in a movie of your life? I've had a few people and by few, maybe one or two, say there might be a comparison with Ben Stiller. So I'll go with that. Uh I I think that's a good one. I actually saw him on a talk show the other day. I hardly ever watch any TV and Uh he just happened to be on. And I I think he's... uh, he seems to have aged pretty well and yeah. oh yeah he's accomplished so i would i would go for that now cool. he's sneaky short did he is sneaky short mm-hmm. he's like uh, tom cruise short did you know that oh, oh don't no. compare him to tom cruise well, i didn't know this i didn't know, i saw him in person actually by accident one day i actually got annoyed because we ran into him on the street and i just saw some other person run up to him and like hey can i get a picture and I, that annoys me when people do that <laughs> But yeah, he was more than happy to oblige. And he was on his way to a show, obviously, because it was like literally 10 minutes to eight. Yeah. He was going to see a Broadway show. And I couldn't believe how short he was. Uh-huh. I, it was crazy. Yeah. Well, so what's, what's I mean, Tom Cruise short is what, five? I honestly or- don't know. I just know he's short because of the whole Nicole Kidman. My favorite part ever was right after they got divorced or they were getting a divorce, whatever. And Nicole Kidman was on Letterman, I think it was. Yeah. He said, he asked her, she's like, no, I'm excited. I can wear heels again. <laughs> <laughs> and that just always made me laugh because I love her too. I mean, I yeah. like Tom. I, Roxy does not like Tom Cruise. No, I don't know why. It's really upsetting to me because uh, we can't go back and rewatch some of these movies that I really want to watch. Ever really- since he got on that stupid couch on Oprah's show, I'm just yeah. like, oh. ugh. But I'm sorry. There's like some movies He's that you really need to see. Like I wanted to go see the the, the Top Gun, the, whatever, right. the new, new one, one in the movie theater. But I hadn't seen the original in so long, and she's never seen it. So I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, no, I don't want to see it. But like, a few good men. And then there's chick flicks. It doesn't matter. Well, so Roxy, you complete me. You complete. I really want to like watch some of these movies, and she has no idea. And I'm like, it's a chick flick. You'll love it. (laughs) Anyway. Well, so I, I have a couple of questions. One, is it possible to separate the person from the work that they do? And whether it's a musician or a director, I mean... Okay, you know, right. That's a great question. That's a great question. And going back to the whole Tom Brady thing, in that circumstance, yes. I'm not a huge fan of him, the person. I've heard some things things that he's done to other players, whatever, be him feeling threatened, whatever. But I still think he's a great ball player. player, So, yes, I can separate. But for some reason with Tom Cruise, I can't separate. (laughs) He's like the one person I can't separate. I'm like, you can be a douchebag in real life, but you can respect the work. Uh, I just, yes, normally I can. But I just think it's hilarious that Chuck here is willing to sit down and watch (laughs) chick flicks with you. And you have no interest. That's please. You cry like a baby. (laughs) Oh, anyway. (laughs) So that's my second question then is. I know you you guys do a lot of things together and you have shows together, but if you run into, say, 
Chuck wants to watch Jerry Maguire and Roxy does not. Is that okay? Chuck just watches it and Roxy goes in another room? Oh, absolutely. That's how we are with The Bachelor. I yeah. go in the other room and watch The Bachelor and he's out here editing or watching whatever he wants to watch. And yeah. Oh, yeah. that night or the next day, I catch up on at Jared Freed yep. on Instagram because uh-huh. he posts his, his live streams. <laughs> his live yeah. streams. I yeah. So, oh, absolutely. We can definitely, we like to do things together, but we also like to have our own things. Yeah, so. absolutely. I yeah. mean, but I, I was going back, but I for some reason, I don't think I would watch Jerry Maguire by myself. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I've seen the movie. I enjoyed it, but it's not one that I have to rewatch over and over. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, and this is one of my favorite things to do. I think a lot of people are like this. I enjoy sharing it with someone else, and right. I enjoy watching their reaction right. to the movie that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, yeah, I don't think Jerry Maguire would be one that I would just put in and watch myself. <laughs> or even so, so you're, you're at home, and you're, you're watching a movie together, and it's a movie that you know you like. I mean, are you kind of like looking over throughout and seeing what Roxy's reaction is? Sometimes, yeah. Not throughout, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of, I'm kind of interested because I'm rewatching too. I do that all the time. It also depends on if I've seen the movie like 80 times yeah. or if I've seen it like when we did recently, we did Fargo. I hadn't seen that since yeah. it came out. Yeah. So I was watching the movie. But if it's something like Major League or Feel the Dreams mm-hmm. or one of those kind of movies that I've seen a bazillion times, like I can almost recite Breakfast Club. I could recite the whole freaking movie word for word. Then I might lean over and just. Yeah. And when I'm making him watch an old 1940s, 1950s Fred and Ginger type movie, I'm always looking at him. Oh, did you see that move? Did you see that lift? Like, oh, it's so beautiful, you know. And yeah. he's just rolling his eyes. Well, because you tricked me into some of these. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, Take Me Out. She has this copy of Take Me Out. And I'm like, oh, a baseball movie. Okay, let's watch this. No, no, no. It's called, yeah, Wait. Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Gene oh, Kelly, Frank Sinatra, Esther Williams. Yeah. And yeah. I found out that I think I don't, well, I haven't seen Guys and Dolls in a long time, like uh-huh, I said. Uh-huh. But Frank Sinatra, I didn't really love as an actor for some reason. I want you to watch Anchors Away with him and okay. Gene. All right. <clears throat> no, I mean, I love him singing i mean yeah oh of course like butter. of like course butter. but of i'm course. just saying as far as i, I was surprised the acting. I, didn't, I didn't enjoy his acting in that movie at least mm-hmm. but i do think i enjoyed him in guys and dolls <laughs> anyway how have you successfully andy you're the first little that's ever done this you've totally turned this into a you've turned the tables on us you turned the tables <laughs> Do you like no, chunky or smooth this, peanut butter? Chunky or smooth? No, hold, hold, I, I need to go back to this question, though, because <laughs> I, I just find this interesting. This is why I do what I do, because yeah. I'm curious. But if you have sat down together and you want to watch something and you know that, you, I mean, you know each other pretty well, so you know what our t- their, our each other's tastes are going to be. Mm-hmm. But if there's a, like a, a moment in a movie that's really cool, and then it turns out your spouse like doesn't get it or, or thinks it's bad. I mean, isn't that kind of a disappointment? Then it, it sure oh, is. Oh, sure. We it watched sure is. what it, it was just Spinal Tap. We watched it recently. Oh, yeah. 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 It wasn't as fulfilling for me as I thought it would be because she did not like it as much as I wanted her to like mm-hmm. it. That's how I felt with you and the quiet man. John Wayne, oh, Maureen O'Hara. I mean, God, come rough. on. That was rough. No, um, it's such so, a yeah, we beautiful have those story. <laughs> All right. So you risk, you're, you, there's a little bit of risk when you want to share there yourself. There is. Well, that's okay. No. I mean, because there we understand. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. sometimes we make fun of each other. Oh, you like this movie. Well, you like this movie. Well, but... Wasn't The Quiet Man like three hours? Yes. Oh, and okay. it's I'm like, so you owe me big time amazing. Right. Right. They're in Ireland. Okay. It wasn't a terrible movie, but. It's I yeah. mean spinal tap so hour and 20 you're in and out yeah. you know it's like anyway <laughs> All right <laughs> Just cuz my movies are dumb Okay Andy you're not getting away 
Chunkier, smooth okay. peanut butter. Uh, definitely smooth. I had some chunky when I was young, but chunky just has problems. If you're trying to spread it. It's it's a little tough. So <laughs> yeah, I like the chunky, but definitely smooth. Smooth right. like ninety percent, ten percent. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. He's adaptable, sort of. Okay. All right. I dream of genie or bewitched. Oh wow, dream of genie or bewitched. I would say I liked bewitched better. Mm-hmm. But I probably, like, if you wanted to watch it to kind of, you have a crush, I think Jeannie might be a little better. Yeah. 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 All right. This could be interesting for you. Would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize? The Nobel Peace Prize. That's the most significant. You should want to do something that matters the most, I'd say. Okay. To, to, To the most people. All right. What three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? I'm a big Al Pacino fan, so I will pick him. I'm a big Billy Joel fan, so I'll pick him. I'll bring Lincoln back for that. Oh, too. Okay. okay. That's come up a few times. Yeah. But, you know, that's four men sitting around, too. So, I don't know. I might want to um, rethink that or ha- maybe have a second party. Too. Okay. Okay. Second party. <laughs> Two dinner parties. A women's Love only it. party, right? No, or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. And because the littles need to know, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? I think Bugs Bunny lives an interesting life. Mm-hmm. And he's always like, he comes out on top. He's got the right attitude about all this stuff. A little bit snarky, too. So I'll go with him. Excellent. Okay. All right, Roxy, one more. What do you got? All right. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? I guess electricity. All right. Yep. Yep. Was that, Chuck, is that your well, answer? Well, mine is air conditioning, but then we discovered that you need electricity to have air conditioning. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of the sort, it's not the same, obviously, but. Yeah. All right. Well, Andy, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been great. How can, is there anything you want to plug? How can we get in touch with you? Are you on Twitter and all that stuff? I am on Twitter. I've had many different Twitter accounts. A friend of mine teases me about that because each time I take a new job or if I'm promoting a certain group that I'm a part of, I create a new account and then they all just sit there. And <laughs> But I do use one now, Shots Ed, S-C-H-O-T-Z, Ed, as editor of the Frederick News Post, but it's not really journalism. I just, I tweet a lot of dog stuff. Generally. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. It's so funny. I was like, oh, maybe that's Edwards' his middle name. I didn't even, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a dope. I'm a dope. I didn't even put it together right away. So, okay. Well, and as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? I am over. And I'm just going to explain something about that because last night, when I knew that I was going to be on the show, I was at my girlfriend's house and we were talking about that. And I realized that she had under. Oh. And so we had to sit down and I said, I think we need to talk about this. This is kind of serious. Where and it turns out going. That's right. And I, it turns out that she didn't even know if she was over or under. She just said, whatever happens, happens. And so that was good. But I wonder how many people, like, it seems as if everybody you ask always has a set style, but are there people who don't care? There don't are. Know. There have been people that say, as long as it's there. Yeah. That's and all Roxy's they care adaptable. about. We know that. I'm, right. I'm adaptable. She doesn't really care. I grew up under, but I understand some people are over. She so. understands Chuck's passion for it being over. Mm-hmm. More interesting. I, so yeah, did your girlfriend yeah. be like, wait, why are you asking me this? <laughs> what the hell? I did. I, I told her. I told her what was going on. That that's always <laughs> the key question at the end, the over, the under. She's <laughs> like, oh, you could just twist. You could shift it around if you want. And so that made me think about the, the whole Chuck Todding idea. 
I mean, okay, people feel like I'm right, therefore somebody else needs to do that. But think about the presumptuousness of this. Yes. I mean, is he, if you're going to be at a hotel room for three days, okay, you want to flip it around because that's how you always want it. But you go to somebody's house and you flip it around and then you leave and you're not there anymore. Why do you you, do that? How dare you? Why right. can't you just flip it back before you leave? Right. Is there an unchuck totting process? Well, that I have not heard anyone address this. Well, I'm also, you know, as soon as Little say right as soon as say Chuck Todd leaves so and so's house after he's turned their toilet paper, I mean, does he really expect them if they're diehards, does he really expect them to leave, leave it, it and become an under? No, he's no. an under. Oh, right. Right. Under. right. Correct. Sorry. No, and, they're and they're probably going to next time they change the role at the very latest, next time they change the role, they'll put it back to being over. So, I mean, he's not changing anybody. I don't. That's think. a very good point. I'd like to see some type of research money invested in this. Where <laughs> there can be some follow up surveys. Yeah. And Maybe TK and, uh, can get in on this. Interviews. How many places has Chuck Todd, Chuck Todded? And can we go back to them and see where they are a year later? Yes. Are they under? now yes. instead of overs. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's a great... Right. Well, look, he and doesn't I, need the restaurant I, money anymore, so no. maybe he can invest into this. I don't know. <laughs> Andy, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. We really appreciate the time. You're welcome. This has been great. Anytime. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. This is Joe Magnum from Pittsburgh, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and thank you, Andy, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Roxy, how did he do that? He turned the whole freaking interview around, and <laughs> it became the Chuck and Roxy interview, I think, yep. which is yep. kind of okay, but Andy, Littles want to meet you, so anyway, I don't know. Anyway, lots going on. We're going to get to your emails in a second, but we wanted to start this. We don't know what's going on for the rest of the week. Holiday week for Tony. Yep. He did say he's doing three shows this week. We just don't know what the schedule is. We're not sure if we're going to be up in Syracuse, so we might not see you again till the weekend. weekend. We're not sure. We're going to try. Mm-hmm. Actually, if we go up to the game, we would love to do a live recording up there during the game. Right. We're going to try. We're going to see what happens there. How's that for a tease? If it does happen, that'd be great. <laughs> but we'll try to keep you posted via Twitter and all that stuff. So don't worry there. Let's get to our emails. We heard from Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. Very good, Roxy. (laughs) I think that's the only one you're going to get today. All right. He says a, quote, lifetime warranty is the lifetime of the product, not the lifetime of the person. If they've changed the product and no longer make the original socks, the warranty has ended. Right. That makes sense. Okay. To a certain extent. My question is, it sounds like a scam, which would make sense, actually, to me. Well, no, seriously, because why couldn't you, I mean, I'm guessing color and things like that or stitching doesn't count as changing the product because why wouldn't you just do that? And then there would be no lifetime warranty because to me, that sounds like it says the product, but the product he had obviously had a hole in it. So mm-hmm. he got new socks. Mm-hmm. That's where I first went. Well, he just means the product that they offer. Yeah. Right. So I guess the patent or something would have to be different or change it or something to make it. Yeah, I don't know. That's well, was... it's also a way to prevent people from wearing socks out and then trying to return them. It's not like he put his foot in it the first time and there was a hole in it. I right. doubt that. Well, I think he sure. wore the socks oh, no, absolutely. for a long time. Yeah. And then when they busted because they're old and right. worn, he tried to do that. So I think for a long time he was able to get away with that, but no more. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's pending. 
There's a lawsuit. Five right, million dollar pending, lawsuit. Pending. Jury trial, maybe. Mm-hmm, That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that happens. All right. Then we heard from Todd, right? Todd to K episode. Well, we had fun with this one a little bit because <laughs> the one thing I will say, I knew for a fact he was year two, our New Year's episode. Uh-huh. I knew that. Okay. I was way off on the number. I thought the number was lower. You actually were pretty close. You said like 120 something. I think so. And it's 115. Yeah. I just looked. But episode 115. Uh, yeah. You were close. But I did remember that he was our New Year's episode for 2022 this year. Yeah. yeah. So Todd says, thought about XNA as a flight option for Springfield, but wasn't sure how big the airport was. That flight provides the best sightseeing drive because NWA is beautiful and you could stop at Crystal Bridges on the way in or out my college roommate lives out there and is a little really then Ooh. how come we haven't met said friend from college todd decay hook us up get, get on that but you missed the uranus fudge factory of course yeah so that, that's the problem there right well also and for us because we had book flights we on southwest and i don't think southwest flies there because mm-hmm. we have credits for southwest yeah but that's, we also didn't even know to look Yeah, that's true. We didn't even look. Right. So we'll see. You never know. Yeah. All right. Then we heard from Bob McWilliams episode. TBD. TBD. Loved hearing from Springfield Little Brian and great to have another lifelong Cardinals fan in our midst. And the Table Rock outing sounds great, though I worry about the danger of a Mizzou and a Jayhawk fan out together in deep waters. (laughs) Grin, he puts. (laughs) If my attitude about Billy Joel is lukewarm, does that get me banished, Roxy, from our show? I mean, no. No one gets banished from no. well, maybe, well, let's easy up on that. That could happen, maybe. But no, of course not. But it's Billy freaking Joel. I don't no. know. I mean, I guess everyone, well, everyone can have their opinions on Billy Joel and on age, specifically Greg Sheramita episode. No idea. 154. Okay. 154. Greg Sheramita. Roxy, you think Billy Joel is old at 74? Go see the Beach Boys. Mike Love is 81 and still sounds great. Okay, but... But he's still old. Right, but... They're both old. But, okay, <laughs> That's but... I'm sticking up for you this time. I mean, Billy Joel is an entertainer, and the fact that he was entertaining and up and bouncing around the stage right. like he was, was impressive to yeah, me. Yeah, and I think Elton John's older than him, and mm-hmm. obviously Mike Love is even older. I mean, all right, 81's pretty... That's pretty, pretty great. freaking great. Yeah. Well, who was it? Wasn't it Clint Eastwood that filmed a movie in his 90s? Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, Littles, if you know what that takes to film movies, I oh mean... Oh, my gosh. It's... Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, just the whole thing, the whole... these. Old entertainers. Yes, older yes, generation. Yes, I said old. I said old. I, I don't know. I feel bad. I mean, I'm old. I think I'm old. But yeah. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to shut up now. All right. And then lastly, we heard from Colin Horner. 156. Oh, you cheater. <laughs> Absolute cheater. Well, I could see the light is allowing me to see some of I the see. back and, of the paper. Good for you, though. You had to read it backwards, though. Read good for backwards. You. All right. He says, we need to get the word out. Chuck Elias, the cruise king. I didn't know he was the cruise. That's great. Cruise yeah. king. Was the first to announce he had officiated a Binghamton volleyball match. Let's see if Chuck and Roxy are the real volleyball fans. The Binghamton University women's volleyball team will take a road trip to D.C. with two big matches on Friday, September 9th. That's this Friday. The first one is at noon at the George Washington University Smith Center to take on the GWU Colonials. And then later that night at 6 p.m. at McDonough Arena to take on the Georgetown Hoyas. Wow. All right. He then says, will TK subject himself to the scary commute and be there to cheer on his alma mater? Will Edith Saliza make an appearance? <laughs> I seriously doubt both of those. You never know, though. It's, it's in town. Yeah. Look, if we live there... I would maybe be down for that if we had nothing going on. 
I like I like collegiate volleyball. I like all kind of kinds of volleyball. I don't think I've ever really watched volleyball. Really? I mean, maybe a little bit in the Olympics, but yeah, for sure, because I love watching the Olympics volley. But I mean, it's just great in general, and to watch it live is really cool, that especially at cool. the collegiate level. That would be cool. I would think. Yeah. Uh, I don't Sometimes know. I think college is more fun than professional. Yeah. Depends on the team and the sport. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, Roxy. Unfortunately, we're out of time. These the jam-packed time, episode. It goes so quickly, and we have so much to get in. And sometimes I feel like we should do extended episodes, but we try to keep them around an hour because yeah. we feel like that's what most listeners like. Yep. So maybe we'll come to you next time from Syracuse Met Stadium. If not, we'll do an episode around that. And we just want to thank Jake and Jason for everything they're doing up there for La Cheeserie Night. And they've been really generous to us and offering us some great hospitality while we're there and stuff like that. So a big shout out to them. Hopefully all you littles can get up there. All of you. I mean, it would be amazing <laughs> if we could get a hun- uh, over 100 there. I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. I think the over-under is now at 25 or yeah. something like that. So, you know, we get it. I mean, I'd be more hilarious if the 10,000, like our opening this episode, <laughs> there might be problems if that happens. Right. But overall, we just hope and wish them a very successful La Cheeserie night in Syracuse. Yes. All right, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Just go on over to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Oh, that's all you got this week? Sadly, right. yes. That's, okay, that's all right. We're running short on time. I mean, I'm very grateful for the website, but... Yeah. And thank you, Dave Spector from Bells Up Winery. Thank you, Rick Sharp. And thank you, Joe Magnew, for our bumpers this episode. And thank you once again, Andy Schatz, for coming on to Meet the Littles. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And most importantly, thank you to all our supporters. We really appreciate your support of the podcast. We had a new one this week, Bob McWilliams. We really appreciate your support. And remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, just go to loyallittlespod.com. Scroll to the bottom. You'll see our anchor link there. And there's all these options to sign up. Or you can just go to our Venmo page and give us a one-time donation. Just use the code. Search LLPod. And we thank you from the bottom of our heart for all your generous support. All of our supporters. Especially the ones behind the scenes that help us out with all these other various things. We really appreciate it. We couldn't do any of this without you. All right. And as always, if you need fog-free eyewear, go to fogfreeeyewear.com. And if you need a new grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. And we mean all sticks. Hockey sticks, golf clubs, <laughs> softball bats. Roxy can't do this with a straight face. I can't. It's hilarious. I can't. But go to stickgrip.com. And as always, people, don't, don't forget, forget to use the code, people. Bye. Is there an unchuck totting process? <laughs> that I'm walking won't take me there without you beside me it's going nowhere you're the light that guides me through my darkest day as long as I've got a shadow you got shade so dance real close to me Hold me tight I want to whisper in your ear What I almost forgot I still remember the promise I made As long as I've got a shadow
long as there's tomorrow and give and take as long as there's forgiveness and making mistakes as long as there's forever and the plans that we make as long as I've got a shadow you got shade so there's real close to me What I almost forgot Now I still remember the promise I made As long as I've got a shadow, you've got shade Now I still remember the promise I made As long as I've got a shadow got shade The Loyal Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. How dare you? Oh yeah.